Love your kids. Love their strengths. Love the things they do well. And every kid has them, by the way. And love their challenges and help them through those obstacles. Easier said than done. Takes patience, takes time, takes effort. It takes a lot of wear and tear on your mental psyche, too. Believe me, I speak from experience. This is a Holding Out to Learning LLC production. Hit it! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You might want to turn right back around because here comes the short ball dude from the Recharge Parent Show. What is going on, fellow parents? Thank you for dropping in to the Recharge Parent Show. In this premiere episode, we're going to dive into your individual child and talk about their unique brains that allow them to have amazing gifts of strength and challenges because every single person has areas they do well and areas they need to work on. And unfortunately, from a parent's standpoint, it's usually the areas you need to work on that create the most struggle points, at least if you're like me. Speaking of me, let me give you a little bit of background information on who on earth I am. So I'm Kyle Hill, and I am a proud parent of three amazing kids who have their own amazing strengths and come with their very unique own individual challenges. In our house, we're working through the struggles of an anxiety disorder. We're also working through the struggles of ADHD, type 1 diabetes, and high expectations, which you'd think, really? Is that a struggle? Well, it can be if your kid has way too high expectations of themselves, there's stress that comes along with that. So for our example, you know, when our kid thinks an A- minus isn't good enough, that can create stress. So I'm a proud father of those three. You know, my son is my, our oldest, and he's almost 15 now. And our daughters are twins, and they're, they're nine, nearly 10. It's been a long journey to get to the point where we're at now, and we've got a long way to go. And I will tell you this, and you probably already know this if you have school-age kids. Every year, it seems like it invents new challenges, and it doesn't get easy, although you learn and you adapt and you get better. This show is going to be all about trying to help each other learn, adapt, and get better. And I'm going to share plenty of the things that I've experienced along the way with you, and I'm happy to share plenty of my failures <laughs> as we go along as well. There is one other important part of our home life as number one, my number one job is being a dad, really 1A all the way to 1Z. It doesn't get any more important than that. However, another important job is trying to be a husband because in our house, we do have a superhero. It's my wife. She's super mom. And she runs around with an invisible cape, and she is really the glue that keeps us all together. She does so much and for, so, for all of us. She is really uh, the superhero who pulls it all together for us. Let me tell you a little bit about the rest of my life beyond my family. So I've been working in education for well beyond 20 years now. And I was very fortunate 
to get involved at the elementary level with special education and teaching special education and general education students in a variety of different capacities all the way up to fifth grade at the elementary level. And through those experiences, I learned a ton because if you work with kids, you learn, you try to get better, and you keep learning. They teach you whether you want to or not. They will teach you how to get better. And so through those experiences, I've worked with kids working through challenges from learning disabilities to autism and everything in between. I've also worked with kids who have unique challenges beyond what we would consider special education services too, as I've done some work with gifted and talented. And I've also stepped beyond for many years uh, until we had, until we had our twins beyond the elementary level and worked as a coach. I was a soccer coach at, I started off at the middle school with girls for a couple years, and then I went to the high school and I was a coach there as well. And that leads me to uh, one important fact. So I have been able to work with every level from elementary to high school, which helped me in my current job. So as a current employee, I am now someone who supports staff who work with kids who have needs, whether it be disabilities, whether it be kids with individualized education plans or 504 plans, and I also help out students who don't have identified disabilities or need accommodations. My job is pretty much be like a a Swiss army knife and do a wide variety of things. My job is really to help. So I help teachers, I help paraprofessionals, I help administrators in whatever capacity that's needed. A lot of the times that is instructional coaching, a lot of the times that is bringing in curriculum and and monitoring curriculum for special education programs. And that's also, you know, working with new teachers and you kind of get the idea. The list goes on and on. Through this job, though, because I was able to have some experiences working with high school kids, now I'm able to expand my role as I work from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. And my previous experiences have really helped me out as far as work, especially working with those at the secondary level, because most of my teaching experience prior to taking this job a few years back was all at the elementary level. I've been very fortunate to work with, for many years now, with amazing kids and also amazing staff members. And I have learned so much from all of them, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And I will tell you this, I still have a long way to go. Because if you know anyone involved with education, the learning never stops. If you're going to be a good teacher, if you're going to be a good administrator, if you're going to be a good parent, you got to keep learning, you got to keep adapting, and you got you to at least try to keep getting a little bit better every day, which isn't easy. There is one more thing I'd like to share with you before we move into the rest of the show. It's that this is actually my second podcast. You see, I've been podcasting for a little while in the education space. I host a show called The Exhausted Educators, which is part of the Teach Better Podcast Network, which is a group of podcasters who put out content to help teachers, administrators, and anyone who works in education in general. This podcast and that podcast allow me an outlet to talk about really two of the main passions I have in my life parenting, first and foremost, and working in education. The linking point between those two is my life solely focuses around 
trying to help people. And so specifically helping those who may be having a tough time. That's really the reason why I'm involved with podcasting. I do like it, but I really like the idea of sharing some of the experiences that I've learned along the way, some of my successes, some of my failures, and everything in between. And these two podcasts allow me to do that. Also, I do have a couple other things that go along with that. I'm an owner of a community, an online community, where we support each other in the education space. And I do have a, a side business called Holding On To Learning. And I'll talk more about that in episodes to come. So I'm not going to fill that, that time right now with that. But that is me in a nutshell. At least now you know the backstory. I am, like you, a struggling parent. I am no better. So if I said, raise your hand, if you're a struggling parent, my hand would be the first one up because it is not easy. Being a parent has never been harder. And so it's really important that we share some things together, and I am happy to share some of my experiences. So enough about me. Let's get into the rest of this. It's time to get recharged, people. Most weeks I plan on sharing with you a story either about something I struggled with or something I learned, and this week is no different, and I'm going to share with you the trials and tribulations of having two, two twin girls who did not sleep. And oddly enough, it's going to relate to your school-age kids. Go figure. In some weird, demented way, it will circle back. So hang with, hang with me for a minute and give me a little leash. Let me take you back. My wife and I were proud, happy parents. We were hoping for to have our second child, and we had a double. So we now had twin girls, which is amazing and has always been amazing, but it has not been without its challenges. First and foremost, our girls were not really sleepers. And if you're a parent who had babies who did not sleep, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The lack of sleep can affect your life dramatically. When you have two that don't sleep, Oh, it can break you off at the knees sometimes. And like I said, give me a little leash here because it will relate back to your school-age kids in just a minute. So what I'm getting at with this particular story is that because our girls were not sleepers, we did what all parents do. We reached out to the people we know for some support and some help. And we got all kinds of ideas. And everybody acted like they knew exactly what we needed to do to fix our problems. Try this. This will work for sure. Try that. That'll work for sure. One after another, everybody gave their ideas. And unfortunately, none of them worked. We had the old, let them cry it out. That's all you gotta do. Just let them cry it out. Yeah, apparently that does work for some kids. Guess who that didn't work for? Ours. So we went months trying sleep training and trying a variety of different things. And we even got to the point where we were well past a, the, a year mark and our girls were still not sleeping. And I said one night, my, it had gotten actually gotten worse. And I said to my wife, you know what? We're going to let them cry it out tonight. I'm going to take my one daughter downstairs. I'm going to put her in a pack and play and she's just going to wail, and I'm going to let her cry. We're going to try this. Everybody's telling me this is going to work. Just give them time. Let them cry it out, and so 
you know, one of the issues when having twins with the let it cry, let them cry it out technique is that if you do that, the other one is going to be awake. Henceforth, why I took uh, one downstairs and we just gave it a go, uh, split them up and gave it a go. Well, we tried this and my daughter cried and cried and cried some more. And I laid there. And I thought, I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to fight through this. This is horrible. It's heart-wrenching to me. But I'm going to let it happen. Two and a half hours later, I finally gave in. And at that point, I realized, guess what? The cry it out technique, it does not work for my girls. You know what it did? It kept me up two and a half hours. It didn't work for them at all. So what on earth does this story have to do with you and your child who's in school. The point is this. You have an individual kid with an individual brain. Not everything that people tell you will work with your child. Some of it will. And a lot of times, when it comes to helping your kids, it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall. You try this, that didn't work. I try that, ooh, that's stuck. Doesn't always work for every kid, though. So you have to be patient. You have to be calm when you're trying to figure out individual challenges for whatever your kid is going through. So I tell you this because when you think about challenges they may have in school, it's really important for you and the teacher or any uh, support staff as well to come together and kind of share the things that you know about your your student, your child. In other words, what are some things they do well? What are the unique strengths that they do well? What are the unique challenges that they face? What are the things that you can help them to get over the hurdles? So easier said than done, because everybody's got ideas. And you know what? You may toss out some ideas. The teachers might toss out some ideas, and nothing seems to work. But you know what you have to do? You have to keep at it, and that's not always easy. You just got to keep at it and keep trying and talk with the school and see if collectively you can figure it out because every child has strengths, but every child has things that they need to get better on. And for my girls, they still have plenty of challenges, but when we go way back to those sleepless nights where my wife and I I think there were certain nights where we would patch together maybe two to three hours of sleep, spotty, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. That was tiring, exhausting, and emotionally draining. And thankfully, it just took time to develop, and we were able to wait it out, but that did not come without its cost, believe me. Walking around like you have a fog for two years is not an easy way to live. However... The good news is we got through that phase. And it wasn't because everybody said do this and it worked magically for our girls. It was because we kept trying. We kept trying. We kept trying. In the end, what we realized was they just needed us to keep working with them. And so for your child in school, you know, they're working through whatever individual challenges they have. Keep trying things. Keep working with the school system. And remind the teacher that they have their own individual strengths. You see, one of the things I want to point out, and you'll hear me talk about this a lot in this podcast, teachers 
have 20 or 30 some students. And in the process of trying to work with all those kids, sometimes it's hard to forget. No, I shouldn't say forget. Sometimes it's hard to not see all the amazing individual qualities right from the jump of each kid. The best teachers, they do it. The best teachers connect with all the kids, but it's not easy. And to be honest with you, the higher up in the grades you go, you move into middle school, you move into high school, those teachers are seeing many, many more kids over the course of a day. It gets more challenging. So as a parent, sometimes it's just helpful if you say, hey, my kid is really into this, or this is something that my child does well. And as they get older, the idea is you want your child, your kid, to be able to advocate for themselves so that they know their individual strengths, they know their individual areas of concern, and they can actually communicate that effectively with the teacher. That's the hope. It doesn't always get there quickly, though. And in the end, you got to be the safety net. You got to be the safety net so when, the, when your child steps out, they try something, it doesn't go perfectly, you catch them, and you push them back up and you say, let's keep going, let's keep trying. So all of that to get back to this. Your amazing kid has awesome, unique strengths. But also we have to see the areas of concern too. And we got to keep working on it. And depending on the unique uh, challenges that your child faces, it's definitely going to be better if you have a collective team effort with the school working through whatever it is that you have. Love your kids. Love their strengths. Love the things they do well. And every kid has them, by the way. And love their challenges and help them through those obstacles. Easier said than done. Takes patience, takes time, takes effort. It takes a lot of wear and tear on your mental psyche, too. Believe me, I speak from experience. It's not easy. It is not easy to be parent. It's not easy to see your kids struggle with something. But know this, we all struggle. We all have things that we're trying to work through. So do your best to try to support them in the process. Do your best to try to remind your kids that everybody has areas they're working in. Everybody has areas they got to get better on. Hopefully, that kind of support that you provide them will help them When they fall, remember, you are the safety net. I'll close up on this. Remember, your parent who needs to be patient, but patience doesn't always come easy. Do the best you can and give yourself grace because parenting is messy sometimes and it is far from easy. It's a tough era to be a parent. But hang in there, fellow parent. Do the best you can because your kids deserve it. Matter of fact, the only thing I do know is that most of the time I don't know. Dad, you're super cringy. Is your 9 or 10-year-old already starting to fill out their application for Harvard, Yale, or Oxford? Parenting is just flat-out messy sometimes.
If you happen to like this stuff from the short bald dude, new episodes drop every other Thursday. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you think he's halfway decent, you can also rate and review. You can also send him some feedback too if you email him at rechurchcommunity at gmail.com. You can share ideas on future topics or just yell at him for his horrible sense of humor. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'd like to give a shout out to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can check out his information in the show notes below.